Welcome to Becoming Digitally Resilient with IDC Industry Thought Leadership, a podcast series that dives into the energy, financial, government, healthcare, manufacturing, and retail industries. The IDC team will discuss hot topics and provide insightful, fact-based research and strategies to help your organization become truly resilient. Presented by IDC on the Voice America Business Channel. And now, here's our host and moderator, Bonnie D. Graham. Welcome to Becoming Digitally Resilient with IDC Industry Thought Leadership. I'm producer and host Bonnie D. Graham. This is the third of three podcasts on becoming digitally resilient in government and smart cities. And we have been covering so much territory, so much ground with really, really smart people at IDC. Today, I'm joined by, and I want you to wave for the video, Dr. Allison Brooks. Hello, Allison. We have Kurt. I'm going to say it, I think the French way, Savoie, but he said I can say Savoy. S-A-V-O-I-E, and we're welcoming back Ruth B. Yesner. Ruth B. Wave, hello. They're going to be discussing the balance between digital trust and intelligence. Let me just give you a little more overview here. As cities and states collect more granular and real-time data and use AI, that's artificial intelligence, in case you've been hiding under a rock, and AI automation to drive insights and decision-making, protecting privacy and ensuring cybersecurity becomes more complex and more essential. This is what we're going to talk about. About today. Let's do introductions. Dr. Allison Brooks, you're up. Please tell us who you are and what's your passion for the topic. Allison, Thanks. welcome. Thanks for having me here, Bonnie D. Um, I am our global research vice president for public safety um, uh, services. I cover everything having to do with like first responders, public safety, tri services, and I also work with Ruth B. and Kurt on our smart cities and communities team. Um, to round out that complement of research. My passion for public safety, I think it's because it's so, um, you know, personally resonant because you really have to understand that, you know, public safety or a sense of safety just generally is kind of the prerequisite for everything else that we're layering on top of that. So, you know, you can't have a smart city without having a safe city first. Interesting. You can't have a smart city without having a safe city first. I want to put that on a banner somewhere. <laughs> Thank you, Allison. That's why they call you Dr. Brooks. Let's go to our second guest today, Kurt Savoie. I have to go with the French. Kurt, it's please fine. introduce yourself. I, I feel fancier <laughs> when you do that. That's, that's <laughs> I'm so happy. <laughs> so, Kurt Savoie, uh, Program Director as part of the Smart Cities Communities team. Um, you know, my interest and my background is really about the data side of it. Um, so, you know, the resident tech person. Um, but... Contrary to being a person with a deep kind of tech background, my interest in the space is really about the human side, right? So much about smart cities and intelligence and public safety can get wrapped up on the, the latest gadget, the latest, you know, new thing, AI and blockchain, and all this stuff. But it's like you can't do that without um, remembering the human side of that and what makes a city a city. It's the people, not the technology. So I'm super interested in the philosophy and meaning um, and thoughts around that. Thank you. Well, that was clear. Thank you very much. And you know what? It always boils down to people, doesn't it, Kurt? Doesn't it, Allison and Ruth B? We talk about technology. We talk about business strategy. We are talking about education with Ruth B before. And it's, it's not just about the structure. It's not just about the students. It's about the teachers. Who's going to be teaching it? Who's going to be who's going to be doing the work to bring the education? So it has to come to people. And I'm glad that you added that, Kurt. Ruth B. Yesner. I think now there's 1.3 people in the world who don't remember. <laughs> you. 
talk to them, please. Reintroduce yourself. Go yes. Ahead. I have to give a new introduction every time. Uh, Ruth B. Esner, I head up our IDC's uh, Government Insights, Education, Smart Cities, and Communities Practice. Um, that involves working with uh, Allison and Kurt. We have um, just an amazing time thinking about these issues as a team every day, which is really about technology in the service of all the things they're talking about, in the service of people that live in cities and want to be safe and want to learn and want to enjoy themselves. And I really liked what Allison said, because, you know, there are fundamental things that we have in a society that we need to just feel feel good. And one of them is, you know, food and shelter, but one of them is basic safety um, and, you know, public safety, but now also expanding in technology trusting your government, trusting what they do with your data, trusting how they treat you as a person with privacy. So I think these are really great topics for today. Thank you very much. Welcome back, Ruth B. Let's go to the opening quote Dr. Allison Brooks has sent us. This is a cool quote. It has the same word over and over and over again. Let me set the stage here. Major Frank Burns, played by Larry Linville in MASH. That's M star or asterisk, A star, S star, H star. TV series 1972 to 1983. If you are too young to remember it, go find it. It's got to be streaming somewhere. Very, very interesting. MASH was an acronym for mobile. There's the M, Army for the A, S for surgical, H for hospital. American war comedy drama TV series on CBS and developed by Larry Gelbart, blah, blah, blah. A lot of interesting, very interesting. There was a movie, there were novels, there were books, spinoffs. Here's the quote. It's nice to be nice to the nice. Oh, Allison, educate me. What in the world does this mean for our topic today? Go ahead, Allison Brooks. Well, I, you know, I, I often think about this sort of doom scrolling and all the hate bait that we're responding to now and the, you know, the, the negativity that was involved in the pandemic and all of that at once. And you just want to like refocus and just be like, oh, so nice to be nice to the nice. And Frank Burns was such a pesky, you know, critical kind of guy that, you know, it's a bit, there's a comedic level uh, involved that way with his character as well. And that he, even he, Mr. Cranky, pesky, um, you know, uh, character on MASH was like, we got to be, it's nice to be nice to the nice. So it was just a something that I like to think about in terms of it being a bit of a refresher uh, in, in light of all of the current, you know, constant volatility and trust issues and, you know, this, these, the stream of events that we're, we're always responding to these days. And so I just thought it was something on the positive level uh, that, that I wanted to bring to our attention today. I appreciate that. There's so many big tech companies that are being accused of not being nice and letting people right. not be nice to other people. And we won't even go into that on the table, on the congressional hearings on, yes, too much to talk about. Yeah. Let, any comments on her quote from Kurt or from Ruth B? Anything? Kurt, you look like you have something. I'm not nice. I'm not nice. So I, you know, I'm just, that quote just excluded me from the whole thing. So I'm just going to, I'm going to sign off now then. Don't you dare. You're one of our, yeah. Ru, yeah. Ruth B, anything about the quote? I wanted to say that Allison is Canadian, so of course she's talking about being nice. <laughs> and I just wanted to say, you know, we're not, I'm not a Pollyanna-ish kind of person, and neither are really are Ruth B. and or Kurt. We're often the ones at the end of the conference bar, you know, having scotch at, you know, midnight, one o'clock, and, you know, we're not that. But I think in these, like, really volatile times, it's really important to really keep that, that focus on what we're, you know, the positivity as opposed to getting, you know, trapped in that doom spiral of, of, of hate, yes. you know, these days. 
Absolutely, couldn't have, couldn't have said it better, Kurt. You're going to stick around. You're not. You're going to yeah, be nice. You're going to be I'm nice for. The, you're going to be nice for the next eight minutes. I don't care what you say, Allison. <laughs> let's look at a couple of your topics here. We're talking about striking a fine balance. Interesting. Put that fine point on it between intelligence and digital trust. That's an interesting topic. You also want to tell us a little bit about implementing technology policies around acceptable use prior to procuring the technology. Let's talk about that, Allison. So as you might imagine, Bonnie, um, you know, in the public safety space, nobody, you know, citizens, even public safety or, you know, police agencies and officials themselves, they don't really want to be in everybody's face with like, like a dragnet kind of surveillance state technology. They want to be able to do their jobs, leveraging the technology tools that they can to expedite workflow. But increasingly, uh, you know, if you look at the tech space with, as Kurt was saying, AI and drones, you really have to actually strike a very fine balance between leveraging those technologies and being able to do so in a trustful way. And I think that that has become more important than ever. You know, I often talk about this whole notion of the Chula Vista, or this example, pardon me, of the Chula Vista PD, and they wanted to use drones as first responders responding to their most, you know, sort of violent crime. But you can't just be flying drones around, you know, willy-nilly without permission or citizen buy-in. And I think no greater area is there this, like, you know, concrete example of how important that is. So in that example, specifically, they went and crafted all in a very hardened, very elaborate, tested, um, you know, like uh, tried uh, acceptable use policy around being able to do that. And I think that's kind of the future of how we get um, trusted uh, environments. And really what we're talking about, you know, at, at a broader scale, sort of beyond um, public safety is this kind of interplay that exists between, you know, how you assess risk, how you are in, in involving security, you know, meeting your compliance needs, um, enabling privacy, and also ensuring that you're doing all of this ethically and, and socially responsibly. So it's a, it's not a, a small undertaking, but it's never, I think, been um, you know, more important, to be honest. Thank you very much. Kurt, let's get some comments from you, please. Oh, okay. Well, I'm not going to disagree, but I'm going to do a yes and. So um, we're going to add a little bit to that. And, and maybe it's partially disagree of, I do agree with Allison that uh, the policy and the use cases and all that is super important. We have to lay out um, how you're going to use it, what's acceptable, what's not. Uh, one, to know how do you're going to get value from the technology investment, but also to build trust with the public. Um, but the, the other side of that is technology is moving much faster than policy can keep up, right? So you could write this great policy or a city council can approve an ordinance and it's all fine and good. Um, by the time that the ink is dried on that, the technology's already moved beyond it, right? So, you know, like facial recognition is a good one. You know, cities are banning it. In some cases, countries are banning it. In some cases, it's becoming almost irrelevant, right? They can identify you by your gait, by how you walk. So it's like, okay, great. You remove one type of, um, you know, identification with facial, but the technology is moving in other spaces that they can identify you a thousand other ways. So how do you do that? And I think it's kind of thinking beyond specific policy points for a specific technology and moving to frameworks, bringing in the people again, right? So there's oversight. When is it okay to have these things? Under what conditions? How does that change? And how can you adapt as new tools come out, new use cases come out and um, really keep 
ahead of that curve as much as possible and not be bogged down in policies that are then outdated. Ah, policies that are then outdated. Is that an interesting concept? Ruth B., quick comments. What do you think? Yeah, I mean, I agree, actually, with everything. It's not to be boring, but I agree with both of what they're saying. <laughs> You're and, never and I, boring. You don't, you don't know how to be boring, so don't go there. <laughs> go ahead. Uh, but I think it really does come down to kind of what we were talking about in past sessions around education and public participation. So none of this, you know, you can have a good framework. But if the, if the public doesn't understand what you're talking about, if they really don't understand technology, if they really have no digital literacy, you can't engage them so they can't get rid of their fears. They can't make commentary back to you about how they'd like technology to be used. They can't fully participate. So I think we really need sort of this community engagement planning around technology, which helps bring up communities to understand what's happening and then be these real partners in um, determining for each city what's the right way to use them. And each city might be different in what they tolerate and what they want to do. So I think, you know, the people go back, it goes back to the people. People are the key. Thank you very much. Let's get some wrap-up statements here. Dr. Allison Brooks, you're the lead on this topic. We're almost out of time. Anything you want to say back to Kurt and to Ruth B and closing remarks. Allison, well, one, go ahead. one thing that I think that we haven't really, um, you know, addressed in this session, but we have in others is this notion of resiliency as it dovetails with trust um, and all that was highlighted by the pandemic and, you know, social media scandals and, you know, all sorts of hacking incidents. And I think we really need to focus on digital resiliency and organizational resiliency, because I think we need to put together that proactive framework that helps us just roll with the punches as it were. So, and I think that's more important than ever, but you do need the trust elements in place to be able to deliver on the resilient framework as well. And so I would just say in a safe cities and smart cities environment, we need to really have both of those fulcrums, you know, in operation. Thank you very much. Thank you to the three of you. We have been talking about becoming digitally resilient in government and smart cities. It is a huge topic. It is an important topic. It is always a timely topic. I'm not sure if people are moving to cities or away, but we've seen a move to your own enclave, your own dining room, your bedroom, your living room, your den, your basement, your attic, wherever you needed to be part of your business remotely, right? From the, in, the, in the time of the pandemic, we've seen business locations change and become virtual in so many different places we never imagined companies would be. So, so many questions about what makes a city smart and who is part of that city, right, Allison? Where Where is the city if the business is located in so many different locations through their people? Where is the city? Maybe that's a question we want to tackle at some point in time. Dr. Allison Brooks, grateful to you for your astute comments and for leadership <laughs> on this session. Kurt Savoy, I will follow your lead, and you can't be fancy if I say Savoy. But- uh. Kurt Sav- you'll, you'll always be Kurt Savoy to me. Thank you so much for your commentary. Ruth B. Yester, always a pleasure. Bonnie D. Graham signing off. Remember, if you have any questions or comments, email insights, I-N-S-I-G-H-T-S at IDC.com. And IDC Industry Thought Leadership Podcast Series will continue with many other industries in the coming weeks. This was the third of three. Everybody wave goodbye. Bye-bye. Thanks again for tuning in to Becoming Digitally Resilient with IDC Industry Thought Leadership. IDC is committed to helping IT and business leaders build the future enterprise. Email your comments and questions to insights at idc.com.
Please join host Bonnie D. Graham on the Business Channel for additional sessions with IDC.